Welcome to Perfect Dismay with Mariah and Kay. I'm Mariah. And I'm Kay. And this week we have a very special guest. Travis, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Travis. <laughs> Travis! <laughs> who is Kayla's man? Whoop, whoop. Sexy time. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're editing, so you're going to have to take out whatever you don't want. Oh, that's true. I'll leave that in. <laughs> She's just going to be like, I'm going to cut my whole self out so they sound like idiots for the rest of the video. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> just them talking. <laughs> okay, Kayla, what are you telling me? All right, so we're going to do a mini episode because we have mic issues. Mainly, I have mic issues. So, this mini episode is going to be on sleep paralysis. What? Oh, you like his input? Perfect. <laughs> it's funny. So the mini episode is going to be on sleep paralysis, and you don't know anything about sleep paralysis, Mariah? I do not. All right. Oh, that's a blessing. Yeah, hopefully I don't have it after this. I'll I'll kill you guys. (laughs) Okay. So pretty much when you sleep, you know you go into REM sleep, and so your body starts shutting down so that if you're running in your sleep, you don't actually run in real life. This makes sense. Okay, so sleep paralysis happens when either you're falling into that sleep or you're coming out of it. Your body is still basically paralyzed, but your mind is technically awake. Oh. Uh-huh. You're going to start having sleep paralysis after this. I'm just kidding. Once discussed, it always happens. What? Uh, yeah, actually, that might be true because I never had any sleep paralysis. Until, until I told you about mine. Yeah, until mm-hmm. we started talking about it and then I had those two episodes, so... I'm claiming episodes, they weren't really bad though. Okay, so due to the inability to move anything other than you can move your eyes, you can open and close them, you can move them around, you can move your fingers sometimes and your toes and that's about the extent of it. That's also how you try to come out of it. You start trying to wiggle your toes and your fingers. And then because of that, people usually get really scared and then they start to hallucinate. So, so you're fully awake. Yeah, your mind is awake, but your body isn't. The paralytic your body gives out so that you don't move in your sleep and hurt yourself is still in your system. And in normal people, it clears all of that out prior to you waking up fully. Normally, you just stretch and you feel stiff, but you're good. Mm-hmm. But people in sleep paralysis, they wake up and it's still in their system. Okay. Okay, makes sense. So some people say that it's difficult to breathe and... They feel like they're being anchored down or that something is sitting on there or pressing down on their chest. And then your hallucinations can be auditory and visual. Okay. Exciting? Mm-hmm. You want some sleep paralysis now? No, I don't want this. <laughs> All right, so this is caused by abnormal sleep patterns, lack of sleep, stress. All things that I experience in my life and now I'm worried. But apparently you have a good sleep schedule because <laughs> you don't have this. I guess it has been pretty good. <laughs> Okay, common themes that are seen among people with sleep paralysis, there's either a a demon in the corner of the room, uh, crawling on the walls, on the ceiling. Mm -mm. There's a hag who sits on your chest, aliens or humanoid figures, shadowy figures. Uh, Travis's favorite, the shadowy figure of a man with a large brimmed hat. He's always there. Uh, children's voices and laughing, uh, children at the foot of the bed, lack of eyes for the figures that you see, 
And then there's sounds of static or like static looking stuff in like the figures that you see. Hmm. That's a lot of what people see when they have sleep paralysis. But I mean, it changes based on the person and what's happening in their life. All right. I'm going to tell you, hello. I'm sorry, I took your podium. I'll give it back. (laughs) He's very angry. I'm sorry. He wants the window open, but I can't right now. All right, so I'm going to give you three different stories, and they're people's first-hand accounts. Uh, First-hand account. They're people's (laughs) first-hand accounts of sleep paralysis. So the first one's called Turn Off the Lights. Okay. You ready? Ready. All right. A man fell asleep while reading a book on his bed, and his bedside lamp was turned on. When he woke up, everything in the room looked exactly the same, except the room was really cold. He also felt like someone was watching him. So when he tried to look around the room, he realized he couldn't move anything other than his eyes. And he said his hands were heavy as a stone, and his legs looked like mannequin legs because he couldn't really feel them. Mm Mm-hmm. So he continued to feel like someone was watching him, and then all of a sudden his bedside lamp clicked off. And then out of the shadow, or out of the darkness, a figure of an old man with no eyes, but blood pouring from his eye sockets, came out at him, flew into a rage, and started attacking his legs. When he finally woke up, he realized that the figure had been his grandfather. So did his grandfather turn off his light? No, I think his grandfather had died. Yeah, his grandfather wasn't there anymore. He wasn't there? Mm-mm. Hmm. So no one was there whenever he woke up? No. Oh, my God. So, yeah, a lot of some of the people say that they see people in their dreams and they didn't know who it was at the time, and then after they woke up, they realized that it was a recently dead family member. There's, like, at least two instances of that. Well, I mean, fun fact, your brain actually remembers everybody you see when you walk by them. You yeah. just have a filter that blocks out all the unnecessary information. I point out that a lot of the times you make a lot of figures up in these moments. It's just people from the street from the day before. Were his legs okay? Yeah, he's fine. It was a hallucination. Hmm. He was like half dreaming, half awake. Because, I mean, his light never actually turned off. It's just like his mind warped his dream because he was scared because he couldn't move. I'm scared. <laughs> Okay, second one is called Can You See Me? Alright, so during a sleep paralysis event, a man was in his bed with his eyes closed. And then he heard a child's voice saying, Can you see me? He realized that he couldn't move, but he wasn't surprised because he's had sleep paralysis before. When he opened his eyes, he saw a little boy watching him from the foot of his bed. The boy asked the question again. The man closed his eyes and tried to make himself wake up. While his eyes were closed, the child kept asking, Can you see me? But each time the child asked, his voice got deeper. The man then felt something on his shoulder, and when he opened his eyes, the child was right in his face. Oh, no, no. And then the boy screamed in a, quote, deep, guttural voice, Can you see me? And then that's when the guy woke up. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) I don't like any of these. No. So this is the one that actually, if I had had... This next dream, I probably wouldn't sleep again because it's just, it's creepy. But I'm going to read it word for word. It's off a Reddit post. Um, Submitted by user Guelph Boy two months ago. We'll link the sources also. 
So the title of it says, This is my sleep paralysis story, and it isn't as bad as some others, and is surprisingly similar to a story Balin already told us. It's on that Mr. Balin subreddit. It says, So a bit of information before the story starts. First of all, this takes place two days after my great-grandfather passed away. Second of all, you need to know the layout of my house. So once you walk in through the door is a staircase on your left, and a little forward from that is a corridor towards my kitchen, and halfway between the kitchen and the entrance is the door to my living room. But that isn't important. <laughs> when you head upstairs, the first thing you see is a toilet straight away. And on the right is my little brother's bedroom, but neither are important. <laughs> so if you turn right from my brother's room and head down the corridor, you come to two doors. One at the end and one next to it on the wall. The wall door is my parents' room and the one at the end is mine. Okay, let's begin. <laughs> March 7th, 2018, 2.31 a.m. So I wake up and realize I can't move anything except my eyes and start to freak out. I'd never heard of sleep paralysis at this point. But eventually, I calm down and try to go back to sleep, but can't. Then I hear the front door open, and I assume my dad was putting out the bins or cleaning our car. I didn't suspect anything at first. Uh, he walked into the kitchen, opened a drawer, and took some stuff out. The only two drawers we have in there are utensils and cutlery in one and towels in the other. And the washing had been done earlier, so I knew he was probably getting a knife for cutting something up for breakfast the next morning and assumed he'd close the drawer in 10 minutes and then come upstairs to bed. But 10 minutes came and went and still no sound. Then I heard something which made my heart sink to the bottom of my chest, my parents snoring in the next room. I instantly thought someone had broken in and was preparing a knife to kill us. I was 14 at the time and was very panicky and had major anxiety, so this was hella terrifying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I sat there thinking, please don't come upstairs, please don't come upstairs. But of course, I heard footsteps move back down the corridor towards the stairs and stop at the first step. And slowly and steadily they creeped upstairs and ran full pelt down the corridor. Oh, hell no. Yeah. I was wondering how my parents hadn't woken up yet, and especially surprised my brother hadn't. A pin dropping could wake him up. It stopped right outside my door and knocked once, twice, thrice. <laughs> Just as I saw the door handle start to move, I could suddenly move. So I did what anyone with a weapon would do, and I grabbed it. But the door never opened, and so I sat there, staring at the door, wondering what the fuck just happened. And I went to the computer after five minutes of staring at the door, and I learned what sleep paralysis was. I have chills. I do enjoy the fact that she had to check her door to make sure that people weren't running into her. <laughs> uh, yes, I did have to check. <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. His, because his room is at the end of a hallway, and then the footsteps creep upstairs, and then run? No! That's the scariest part, is the running. Yeah, that's what got me. I had chills when I was reading that part, and I was like, no. <laughs> What's up? I was just reading the other line of it. That doesn't make sense. Demons aren't, yeah. Okay, so he goes on to say, this isn't the scariest story I have, but it is my most believable. One thing I did dig up, however, was that sleep paralysis demons aren't supposed to open drawers. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. Yeah, because, I mean, in reality, it's just your brain making shit up, and you're panicking. Yeah. So, I mean, anything you could come up with in your head... They could do. Yeah. Absolutely. But I wanted to read that one word for word because he had to describe his house, so. Yeah. What if the demon was dancing? 
I mean, some of some people aren't scared of their sleep paralysis. They think it's actually humorous. Well, I mean, interesting. Some people think it's humorous. Laugh your way out of terror. I guess. It's a classic move. <laughs> you just sound insane when you wake up giggling. Well, those are my three that I looked up that were probably more of the terrifying ones. Like, if you had to put yourself in their position, you'd be like, no, fuck that. Mm-hmm. But Travis has a few. And I'm going to move the headphones to him and let him tell you about some of his experiences because they are just phenomenal. There's right? an R right here. <laughs> yeah, I like to read and help. Play by the I'm rules. I don't like she read to me. What'd she say? Play by the rules and then made them disgusting. <laughs> She's the one that's got somebody standing behind her. No, I don't. I I'm looking at my little webcam now. <laughs> There's a delay between yours and ours. No, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and Ezra would have freaked out. <laughs> Alright, so for my end... Mine started in 1997. Ha! I was one year old. Thank you for that. <laughs> I had gone to bed and for some reason decided to fall asleep on my back, which is, for me, almost how it always happened. There's actually uh, a doctor. Sorry. There's actually a doctor who did some research and it's where you got that in the 1700s. He did that. Oh, the Dutch study? Yeah. That same physician or whoever he was actually stated or found out that it's more common when you sleep on your back, you'll get sleep paralysis. Yeah, because everything I had done prior to that was always sleeping on my chest. I always did. It was a comfortable way to sleep when I was little. So I don't know why I was on my back, but I did. And the first time I fell asleep, I woke up sort of. I could open my eyes and I didn't know why I was scared. Because I mean, up until this point, I was just a kid and nothing really frightening. You know, so I didn't know why I was scared. I just knew that I felt like I had done something wrong. But when I looked over into the corner, it seemed darker than it normally was. Because in my corner of my room, there was a, uh, like, robe holder. Like a little cart, basically. A, ward a little wardrobe? Yeah. And it just had stuff on top of it. And then it was light brown. I mean, it pretty much lightened the room up. The whole purpose of having that stuff in for my family was to make it a brighter room. Blue walls. All sorts of stuff. So being pitch black in that corner made no sense. But once I looked in that corner, I couldn't stop looking at it. Like, I already knew where I needed to look entirely. And then a man, probably six, six and a half feet tall, large. Basically, any type of stereotype of a captain of a ship, old school and salty, was basically <laughs> what you'd look for in frame size. With a giant brimmed hat, which just walked out of the shadows and stood over me. Done. You can't really make out any other features other than the hat and the kind of cloak he was wearing, jacket. Mm. But he just stood there staring at me and I stared at him. I couldn't move. And then right as I could get myself to wake up, he rushed forward at me. <laughs> no. Oh my God, hell no. Uh -uh. So it scared me awake, of course. I reached up, punched everything off the back of my bed and tried to find the light in my room. I Realized there was nothing there. I feel like that's... Like when it runs, when things run at you, I feel like that's your mind trying to get your body to wake yeah, it's up. It's like a jump start. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's an ultimate panic. Yeah. You have no time. You won't wake up and then your mind's like, all right, I got this. <laughs> so I relaxed at that point, figured it was just a nightmare because sleep paralysis wasn't really a talked about thing, I mean, at all. Yeah. And uh, I dozed back off. Unfortunately, 
I doze back off laying on my back again. Because you can go from one event to another. So I went right back into sleep paralysis because I laid down the exact same way. Which is why I always tell people, if you fall into sleep paralysis, you should just get up. Go walk around for a minute, then go get comfortable back in bed. Because you're not quite fully awake even if you wake up from it. You get scared, but you'll settle back down immediately. Mm -hmm. Because your brain's like, oh, just kidding. You're perfectly fine. (laughs) Just seeing if you're awake. But I fell right back into it. bitch. Right? As soon as I fell back asleep, I looked in the same spot in the room. But it was a normal wardrobe. Nothing wrong. Don't do that. Don't look back at it. (laughs) But yeah, unfortunately. But on the wall next to me, on the blue, I mean, you can picture it perfectly, just a blue wall was scratched in almost a blood-like handwriting in the wall. Still don't know what it said. Couldn't read it. That was the second Mm -hmm. when you fell back into it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Couldn't read it, but whatever it said terrified me because as I stared at it, I got more and more scared as if something was coming after you. Yeah. But it was just writing, and I couldn't read it anyway. Yeah. Mostly because it was in cursive, and I still can't read that to this day. It's always interesting to me whenever you like you see something, but your brain can't tell you exactly what it is, but you just have a feeling that you know what's what it is. What's funny though is if you were older and understood sleep, because like once I started sleep paralysis, I started really trying to figure out everything I could, and not super research or super awesome, just stuff I could pick up by asking. Or the internet was limited back then to dial up in one thing, so I mean, you weren't going to get anything AOL from it. chat. Yeah, had to buy the cards just to look up sleep paralysis. But one of the things that's fun is if you can remember to not panic so much, things like telling time or reading are impossible for you to do. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that part of your brain asleep? Yeah. So basically that part's... Yeah, it's asleep. We'll just go with that. It's snoozing, (laughs) taking a nap. But I mean, that's how you should know. But seven-year-old me was just like, I don't know how to read cursive and someone's trying to kill me. Yeah, it's like Inception. If like the dreidel doesn't fall, then you're you're in sleep paralysis. But I mean, like that's... So once that happened that night, even without knowing about it, I didn't talk to anybody. Like I said, even Bo on the second one, I just assumed I was having nightmares. So I turned on the lamp in my room and I went back to bed Mm -hmm. with light. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my fix. Isn't it bad though? If the light's on, isn't there more of an option to have sleep paralysis? No, I'm the opposite. Really? That's why when I got older, I always was on night cruise. Because during the day, I could sleep on my back, sleep however I wanted. If there was sunlight in the room, because my body overreacted to shadows. So like if I fall asleep on my side, one of the stories I'll tell you, mm-hmm. and I'm looking into a hallway, it'll cause it more likely than if the sun was in the room and I could see the hallway perfectly. I never had the issue if I slept. So my whole being was trying to be on nights and be a, mm-hmm. be asleep when it was sunny outside. Oh. So pretty much every night that I'd sleep following that till I was 19, I would have sleep paralysis. I had to actually pick perfect positions in my bed to sleep. But if I didn't, I'd fall into it again and again, no matter what I did, until I had to either just stay up or turn on every light, which, you know, as a kid really pisses off your parents. And they don't care, so <laughs> they turn them all back off, and then you get in trouble. But I, I basically got to the point where I wouldn't sleep for a few days at a time, mm-hmm. as long as I could. And as a kid, it was a lot easier, video games or reading books or pulling the tiny TV off the wall and putting headphones in the front of it so no one knew I was awake. But I would do everything to stay awake until I passed out because I realized that if I dropped from exhaustion, I wouldn't have any nightmares. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did that for years to the point where Mm -hmm. 
I mean, in high school alone, I was probably having eight to 12 energy drinks a single and a single time throughout all of school. How are you so, not dead? Huh? How are you not dead? A lot of people don't know why I'm not dead. I don't know. But I mean, it was just one of those things where like I had to be awake for school. I had to be awake for functions with the family. So I would just drink them. Yeah. As much as I could. Well, back then, energy drinks were good for you, studies. Oh, so. yeah. They were amazing for you. Oh, yeah. the end-all, be-all. <laughs> but, I mean, I'd go to the gas station in front of my high school and just fill my backpack with them, and then I would just drink them as I was walking around school. Just drain them. You were the Kyle of your school. Yeah, I was the Kyle. <laughs> I had to stop bringing them to school in the backpack because I threw it down in class one day, and it shattered everywhere. No. It was great. <laughs> oh. It's a huge mess. So, we go fast forward to I joined the Army. Yeah. And once I joined the army, because of having a set schedule where sleep was demanded at a certain point, I was in an uncomfortable place because you don't really fall into sleep paralysis if you're at like a hotel or you're crashing on a buddy's couch randomly. Because mm-hmm. in those moments, you're really not sleeping as deeply as you would. Yeah. You're always uncomfortable, even subconsciously, because it's not your home. Yeah. So when I joined the army, I stopped having them, which was amazing because it went for the first time ever. I slept every night like a baby. Um, and it... Made me kind of forget about it, but the one sad thing about sleep paralysis is if you have a perfect day, everything goes right for you. You wake up on your own with an alarm clock, you are a baller at work and get complimented, you, somebody buys you dinner, you get home, you watch your favorite movie, and you're having an amazing time. When you lay down, your brain will remind you. Hey, remember that sleep paralysis thing? Every night. You can never forget about it. The, the basic training was the first time that I actually lost it because of how the schedule worked. Mm-hmm. So I get all the way to, I come back from Iraq, and I'm visiting my family. When I lay down in the bedroom, my I guess my bedroom, but a guest bedroom there, I fell asleep on my back in a place that I was comfortable. <laughs> but the weird one part about this oh one. Oh my God. <laughs> did you see that? I did. <laughs> it, was your do- it was your dog, but it was oh. just a black shadow that moved through the door behind you while oh we were talking. God. She panicked. My heart almost jumped up. It's like, no. <laughs> it was it was a perfect moment oh my god it was so weird because the time i turned he was like morphed and i was like no <laughs> come here ezra <laughs> <laughs> yeah you lay down just the spook factor of the podcast the <laughs> so i get back to the family's house i lay down and i fall asleep on my back what i know i've trained myself for years not to do And when I have the dream, instead of it being normal where you're locked up and you're stuck looking for something to hurt you, Mm because in most of my dreams growing up as a kid, sometimes there wouldn't be anybody there. There was no noise. There was no one there. I was just staring at a corner and my brain was going, you're going to die because you can't see what's coming. So you're just panicking. And mine wouldn't last five, ten minutes. I'd fall into sleep paralysis around 11 or midnight as a kid. And I'd finally get out of it at before five in the morning. So I'd just been laying there. It's a long time because yeah. usually they only last like two to ten minutes. No, normally they should. And some most of them did. But there would just be times where I was either getting out of it and then falling back in it because I wouldn't move. Yeah. And it just didn't realize the lapse between the nightmares because they were just repeating. Mm-hmm. But it would just be a whole night to where I would look like I hadn't slept in days even though I'd been asleep for eight hours can you just imagine that though from 11 p.m to 4 a.m like you're gripped with terror yeah gripped with terror you feel like you're choking you know yeah. sometimes when you breathe too hard you kind of you kind of get a little spit in your mouth and you go to choke on it it's like that right before that moment for hours it's scary mm-hmm. yeah because it's always like you you could have just swallowed your spit but now you're uncomfortable 
Mm-hmm. And now you're stuck. And then when you start thinking about breathing, you know, it's harder to breathe when you start actually thinking about it. That's well, It's not even harder to breathe. It's the terrifying point when you're like, oh, I should just inhale because I'm out of breath. And your chest moves yeah. like half an inch. And you realize you don't have the strength to pick your chest up any higher to yeah. get more air. So mm-hmm. that's just what happened. So I fall asleep in this room, but there's nothing around. And I'm, I'm not panicky because at this mm-hmm. point in my life, I had... I mean, because of sleep paralysis, I'd gotten more into horror movies. I was enjoying more of like the terror. I had studied more in it. So I wasn't scared when I went into it. I I became interested in trying to push the boundaries of the paralysis. And what this led to, my first time doing it, was I got up off the couch, bed, futon, still in sleep paralysis. But when I turned around, I could still see myself sleeping on the futon. Mm. That's, oh my that's gosh. That's a theme too. So that's, I loved it and it was cool. All the paintings were weird in the bedroom. There was stuff bent so you could kind of tell it was a dream. And I'm fully aware at this point it is a dream because I can just, I know, mm-hmm. I can see myself sleeping. I know I'm not really standing. Yeah. So then I decided what would be cooler? Venture off into the house and no, no, see no, how no, far no. I can go. No, no, no. You don't do that because <laughs> you've already seen the movies about that. And if you go too far from your body, then the ghosts get in. More ghosts means more human. Just take them all in. <laughs> what? Take them all but, in. But <laughs> I mean, you're absolutely right. That's the that's the scary part was up until this point, I felt pretty normal. I was more interested in my environment and there wasn't really anything bad around. So I was just looking around. But as I got to the door to the room, my brain started doing the thing where it says something bad's going to happen and you're not looking. Mm-hmm. But since I can move around, I just turn around because now I'm not stuck trying to look to the side where I think there is something. And all I know in this dream is if I don't get back to my body... Something else will. Yeah. So I start moving. But of course, at this point, because now it's not curiosity, it's kind of terror. Yeah. You get into that school of, you know how in dreams when you try to punch somebody and it's like a pillow? You can't, yeah. You can't hit them? You try really, really hard, but then your fist doesn't go and it like falls short. I get that And they laugh at you and it's annoying. But for this version, I was now standing in what felt like thigh-high water. You can't move. When I'm trying to run to my body to get back to it, which is a couple feet away and should be easy mm-hmm. feels like it's taking me an hour and all i'm and i'm all i'm doing is going back to it i'm not tired it's just taking forever but and all i know is yeah at that point when you get into those where like you're trying to punch something you're trying to get back to your body it's it takes the longest that is the longest part of your dream mm-hmm. and you just remember that part but yeah. i ran as quickly as i could back to my body and as i'm getting to my body and i'm laying back down where i'm laying i look in the corner of the room and in the corner of the room is like an old school trash can lid size spider no. in oh, the corner shit. of the room, sitting in the shadows. And it starts to crawl down the wall towards my body, getting closer to it as I'm laying down, trying to get back in my own body. That's when it becomes terrifying. But sleep paralysis can be so paralyzing even when you wake up because of how vivid it is. Most people who have sleep paralysis can tell you any dream they had, any year they had in perfect detail because... It sticks with you. Yeah. It's like it, it was like it's the most burning moment in your brain at all times. But when I got up and realized that I was awake again, laying on my couch, the spider wasn't gone. Were you still in it? No, I was perfectly awake. My brain kept the shadow. Uh, so it was still moving across the ground towards me. No. So I had to I get up and whole... go to the light on the wall and turn it on to put light in the room yeah. to get it to go away. But it was perfectly detailed still crawling across the floor at me. I think I've heard that before too, though. So there's that. There's where it gets... The deeper you go into it, the more vivid it gets. So that 
That gave me some encouragement because even though it was creepy in that sense, it was cool that I had gotten to do so much more than I ever had. Mm -hmm. I got to move around. I got to enjoy parts of it that were new to me because up until then, like I said, I just kind of fall asleep and fall into it and be terrified. And even if I was trying to tell my brain, like, let's see what we can do, I was mostly always already too locked up to do anything but wiggle out of it. What was that movie where it, it talks about, like, coming out of your body when you're asleep and then if you go too far, the ghost will get in? What is that movie called? I have no idea. I don't know. I know it's a big theme. It's like astral projection is whenever you do that and you only have a certain amount of time to get to your body. I know when they did astral projection in that new Sabrina show, the birds would come after them and they could only be out of their bodies for so long. No, it was the horror movie. It's like, they have like a fourth one out. The Insidious? Huh? It might Insidious? be Insidious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's Insidious. Hmm. But how I felt during like the first and second movie during that when they were telling you about the dreaming and everything, how I felt watching the kid outside of his body is how it feels for sleep paralysis, for me anyway. Yeah. But I mean, I probably Crazy. went, I don't know, let's see, a few more years. I'd gotten out of the army and I had gone to Georgia and had the same kind of sleep paralysis once I got settled there, the normal kind. Fall into it, shake around for a while, get up, but it was sporadic. Mm-hmm. I deployed with that and then came back from that and then I moved to St. Louis. And when I lived in St. Louis up in the St. Charles area when I first moved here, I had one day where I had just gone to bed and fallen asleep. And the way my apartment worked was my bedroom had a door to a bathroom that then had a door to a closet. Mm -mm. So it was in the entire length of the apartment to do this. It's fine. Me, being paranoid, I always closed all doors, locked all doors to every room when I went to sleep. Mm -hmm. Also, one of the big things about it was, even if the doors were unlocked, it's just them being shut. I always tried to limit the amount of space my brain could have to make something up. Mm-hmm. But I got tired one day coming home from work and I just went and curled up into bed and I slept on my side, which mm-hmm. is what I was trying to do to prevent it. I unfortunately rolled to my side that made it to where I was facing the bathroom door that was open to the closet that was open. Well, I don't think it helps either way because if I have a closet door open and I put my back to it, it's just going to make me feel like something is watching me or yeah. hovering over me. And most of the time, I don't really care. Like, if a door's open and I was, like, laying in bed watching TV and I turned my back to it to, like, read Reddit or sit and hang out with my cat, I don't think about it. I know there's nothing in my closet. I don't. But if I fall asleep facing it, I feel like there's something there. Yeah. So I ended up falling asleep, fell into sleep paralysis, and was just staring down the hallway to the closet. And, I mean, the bathroom seemed normal. Closet seemed normal. I was fine. So it was just another shake yourself out of it get a better position, idiot, Mm -hmm. go back to sleep. But as I was trying to move myself to get out of the dream, my duffel bag in my closet opened. Oh. And when I started staring at it, trying to figure out why it had opened, fell open. I mean, like I told you, mind you, at this point, I stopped being scared of these things and I wanted to enjoy them and figure out what they do. So when it opened, I just kind of assumed it opened on its own. Yeah, didn't really hold their shape very well. Until arms came out of it. And then the top of a torso... (laughs) And then a woman. Oh, no, no. Now, mind you, as this started happening, I wanted to get out of this dream. Because it had never been another person for the most part. You had a spider at one point and a very thin silhouette of a man that was barely like human form. Almost a shadow. No, yeah. Yeah. But outside of that, it was always somebody's trying to hurt you, but you can't see anything. So you're just going to roll around. Like nothing had ever been so extreme in a humanoid style person. 
So she crawled out of the bag and fell onto the floor in front of it. And which jolted me awake because mm-hmm. I finally was had enough and rolled hard enough to get out of it. Now, the bad part is, just like the spider, she was still there when I woke up. The worst part is, the only light to that room is next to her. I couldn't turn anything on near me to get the shadows to go away. I had to go to the closet to turn that light on, which meant I had to meet her halfway. You have to, like, stop and really prepare yourself to just run in there. There was no stopping. That was just me falling out of the bed and sprinting across the I'd have to prepare myself. Yeah. No, because she was still in the closet. So I wanted to get to the closet before, before she, she got out of the closet because yeah. then we're in the bathroom together. And the light switch for that bathroom is still on the other side by yeah, her. Yeah, no, I don't think, I think I'd rather be in a closet with the creepy lady than the bathroom because then the whole Bloody Mary, ugh, that comes into play <laughs> and I'm just like, no. Rip Silent Hills. The lady in the bathroom. I don't remember. Candyman. Candyman, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. so those are those are my most extremes. I've had those. Everything else was pretty normal or if i got out of it it was just kind of moving around and then going back but those three detailed stories are the ones that if somebody says the word sleep paralysis i revisit all of them mm-hmm. yeah no fuck that shit yeah fuck that don't you want don't you want to try it maria no fun Just fact they've always said that if you can relax when you realize you're falling into sleep paralysis because mm-hmm. once you've had it a few times you feel it coming Oh, yeah. You'll start to feel your body stop being able to move, but you're still awake. And it sucks because at that moment, it's too late. It's kind of when you're, you know it's happening, you're yeah. already in it. You're just falling into it. So now you're kind of pissed off because you caused it. Yeah. But one of the best facts that people have said is sleep paralysis is actually just a stepping stone to lucid dreaming. So if you huh. can relax your body and not panic, because once you panic in sleep paralysis and you move and get your body going, you've kind of ruined it. If you can just relax yourself and realize it'll go away, you should be able to put yourself into lucid dreaming because now your brain knows you're asleep, but you'll stop feeling locked up and scared and you can move into controlling a dream, which I think is what happened with me with like the spider. I had relaxed enough because I'd forgotten all about it and passed out at my family's house. Mm-hmm. So when I was getting up, I was being, it was more interesting at first to my brain. So I didn't quite figure it out. And then I think it caught on. I think it's where the terrifying so part is. So is that what from. that is when you're out of your body? Yeah, when you're out it's of your yeah, if you're out of your body, but you're able to control your dream because you know you're mm-hmm. asleep. Yeah, it's lucid dreaming, and a lot of people love it because you can then build a world in your dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of that, which I would like to do that. Yeah, <laughs> stepping stone is sleep paralysis. Start there. <laughs> <laughs> so I've only had, I think, well, I mean, you kind of told me the first one was basically sleep paralysis, but. Mm-hmm. So I've only had two, which I can kind of consider loosely sleep paralysis. Otherwise, I don't really get it. But the first one was, I was asleep, and I was at Travis's house, and I was in the bed, and he had gone to his computer to play games and stuff, because I could hear him. And actually, I think you're what woke me up, or helped wake me up. But I was just asleep, and I was halfway on my back and halfway on my side, and then... A, I heard children laughing, but I don't know if there were kids in your apartment underneath. At the time like, then, no. Yeah, so the kids were laughing. So, I mean, for whatever reason, I thought they were outside playing with chalk and laughing or whatever. So, you didn't have kids in your apartment complex at the time. No, because you told me about kids laughing, but there were, the only kids that started living in my area came in like last year. Yeah. So. So, there were kids, which <clears throat> I didn't think anything of. And then, all of a sudden, there was just... Because I was facing... 
the way that I was, I was halfway towards the closet door, which was closed, and then the bedroom door, which was at the foot of the bed and to the right, but that was open. And it was during the daytime, too, because we were on night shift. Mm-hmm. So, light was coming in the room and everything, and then there was just, like, this weird, almost shadowy figure, but, like, there was static in it, but it was, like, a dark static, which was weird, and just, you, I had this weird feeling attached to it. I wasn't really that scared, but I realized I couldn't move, and that's what scared me. But we had already talked about sleep paralysis at this point, so I just knew to, like, try to move and try to wiggle. So I was trying to, like, roll over constantly. And then when I kept looking at the figure, when I got to the head, it kind of morphed into, like, an alien-looking head, which is really what I think pulled me out of it, because I was like, okay, this is fucking fake. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So then I just, after that, I rolled over. And I was able to get up. That was the first one. When I told you about it, you said it sounds like sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. And then with the kids not actually living there, that's fucking weird. But they were they were just giggling, so it wasn't like ominous or anything, and it was during the daytime. So it wasn't really scary. I was kind of scared because I couldn't move. That's pretty scary. I mean, there was a feeling attached to it, though. Like, it wasn't ominous. Like, they were just having fun, which is fine. I don't know. Yeah, because at the time, the only kid was the kid who lived right under me, yeah. the family that's lived there that whole time. She's 18. Yeah. So there I think she was out giggling. Yeah, there were two, and they were, like, maybe around six or seven. So, I mean, there was a good feeling attached to it, so I didn't really care. It was just weird, because I never experienced it before, so it wasn't even terrifying. Now, the second one was when I was in my apartment, and I was I had, like, moved in a few months prior, and I was in the living room on the couch and I had both of the recliners on the couch up and I was laying on the couch kind of falling asleep but watching TV so the only light that was on was the TV and then I was just falling asleep but then for whatever reason I felt like there was like a kid at the end of the second part of the recliner just like arm up on the recliner head down looking at me So, when I had thought about it, of course, I then saw it. This kid was, like, 12-ish, maybe 14-ish. So, like, not super young, but not, like, a teenager. So, like, in the middle. And then just shadowy static again. That was it. I woke myself up after that. And I woke myself up because I wanted to get my face further away from its face. Yeah. Or lack of face. And that was it. The only other weird dreams I have are because I think, for whatever reason, a spider is falling from the ceiling onto my bed, and then, like, I scare myself awake by moving. Like, I launch myself out of bed. (laughs) That happens so many times. (laughs) But those are my two, and they weren't even that scary. Like, the kid didn't have an ominous feeling with it either, so. Yeah. I'm pretty lucky. Yeah, you guys are fucked up. I have normal dreams. I like dreaming. But this was also, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, and my sleep had been messed up at that time anyway. Oh, yeah. That's what killed me, though, is growing up, my schedule wasn't that screwed up. Yeah. Because, I mean, you had to go to bed when your parents told you to. I used to go roam the woods and, like, be active. So by the time I went to bed at night, I would mostly just pass out. Mm -hmm. So I found it surprising that I got it, especially at that age, where there wasn't any stress or anxiety. I went to school... I ran around bullshitting with my buddies. I mean, you're seven. Like, no, there's I mean, no it rate. happens a lot in kids, though, and there's no real reason for it because you don't really have stress. When you're an adult and you have it, it's because of 
your sleep schedule or because of stress and it's usually in like your 20s and like early 30s that you'll have it more often than not yeah i just powered through it as a child so i wouldn't have it as an adult that's what i'm going with yeah early starter over here <laughs> gotta be first <laughs> got first or last <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's sleep paralysis well, I did not enjoy this episode. I feel very scared. <laughs> I'm going to be alone tonight, so all of the lights will be on. And Ezra's <laughs> going to be curled up next to me. Where's Steven? He has work. He has snow duty, so he'll be at work until like 9. It's April. It's Colorado. <laughs> okay, Travis. Well, thank you for sharing your story, and thank you for being on our podcast. I hated it. Oh, of course. I can always tell you more of these stories if you'd like. That's a no. Oh, yeah. And if the listeners want more mini episodes, you'll have to just let us know somehow what topics you want. Yeah, always down to do these. Absolutely. But we'll be back next week. See you. Bye.